Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Movies We Were Way Too Young to See. Mowgli here, and next to me, as always, the man, the myth, the Malv. Hello, everybody. How you doing, Malv? I'm doing good, man. Cool, cool, cool. Well, without further ado, today's episode of Movies We Were Way Too Young to See is very near and dear to our hearts. This was the first R-rated film I've ever seen at the ripe age of three years old, and it's about a misunderstood little boy and his robot friend. Malv... Do you know what film I'm talking about? I think I have a hint of what it is, but you think you give me another clue on this one? <sighs> Fine, I'll play the theme. Hey there, have you heard about my robot friend? He's metal and small and doesn't judge me at all. He's a cyberwire bundle of joy, my robot friend. Come on, you need to know it by now. No, this is like a little boy singing, bro. Listen to it properly. What is this? Dog, this is not it. Oh, I don't know what this is. What is this? Let me see. Let me see. Oh, shit. My bad. It is the wrong theme. That's the wrong theme. I told you, fool. It's not my fault. I'm not stupid. I just don't know what this is. All right, all right, all right. Here's a real one. Okay. I already know, fool. You better know. The audience, you better know, too. This one is Terminator Genesis. Terminator 2, get it right. I got it, fool. I knew right away with the dun 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 Wow. Iconic theme. That's all we needed was that two seconds. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. That's right, guys. Today we are talking about Terminator 2. Number two. One of the best action movies ever made, guys. This is like technically my film Bible. That's how, how I regard this film. That's how holy I consider it. It changed, it changed the game for me. It changed the game for everything, bro. Even, what t- when did you say you saw this? At three years old? I saw this at th- I saw this at three, and I knew then. I was like, whoa, this is insane. How, how old were you? How old were you when you saw this? I for sure was around five. Like, 1995, I would say that that was definitely when I started watching it. I didn't, at eight years old, for sure, I know I've seen this movie. So Yeah, by I, eight, by, I, I had it memorized. Yeah, I, was, I was, it was it, you know? This is it. This will be it. This is it. And when I say this is it, it really means this is it. Wait, so who, how'd you see this at three years old then? Well, uh, it's great parental supervision and just going next door to my grandma's house and watching it with my uncle. <laughs> Again? <laughs> as, as everything in life, early in life, he kind of molded me low-key. I wish I had that. I, like, I had Jose, you know, my brother-in-law. He would show me movies too, but not like that where me and him would watch movies here occasionally. It would be more of like, hey, that's a good movie you should watch, you know? With this one though, I don't know. For you, how you had VHS of this, or yeah, we rented it a bunch, or at least my uncle did, and I would just uh, go over, and he would play it, and then eventually, we rented it so much, we just bought it. I think I bought this VHS at least three times. No, yeah. you watch it that much, bro? Yeah, I, I and then when it came to DVD, I got DVD, and then I got the Blu-ray. This you have to, you always have to update. I do that. Yeah. No, that's crazy because I know for sure. I don't know exactly when I watched this. I said, but I know how I watched this. Over here, we had like three channels that played movies all weekend you know or had that like special three-hour gap two-hour gap every weekend and this one was a ktla channel five i remember it on ktla yeah this is a ktla movie for real every it seemed like almost every week on the afternoon this movie was playing i would also rent it at blockbuster remember that i still have my card bro so okay that's terminator 2 we talked about what age we were and where we were let's talk about the actual movie itself this is following Terminator, the first one. A couple years after that, Sarah Connor has now evolved into this badass woman 
She has given birth to the future person who's going to take over and, and defeat the Terminators, John Connor. But she is in a mental institution. John Connor is being raised by a foster family, and the Terminators have sent back two different Terminators, one good and one bad. And it's a race. It's a race to see whether or not the good Terminator is going to get to John Connor first or the bad Terminator. And you don't know who is the good one or the bad one. Because in the first movie, Arnold, he was the bad Terminator, right? Mm. So you're assuming he's going to be the bad one. I tricked you. I'm the good one this time. You didn't trick us. It was James Cameron who tricked us, all right? It's movie magic, Malv. I know we were talking about this earlier. Sorry, side quest real quick. But this is one of the sequels where it is better than the first. And I always say this, I don't think you really need to see the first to love this movie. This is standalone for itself, for sure. And like the first 10 minutes of this, what happens? Like Violence, right? If you want to know, it's like, oh, I, w- I wonder what this movie's going to be rated. <laughs> you don't have to watch past the first like five minutes. Oh my God. And I don't, after those five, I don't know how our parents are like, yeah, this is good enough for them. <laughs> and that song right there, when he's in the, when he's in the, um, that bar, I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Please. No, he doesn't say please. No, the other guy says, can you say please? You forgot forgot to to say say please. please. (laughs) That's a funny scene because each time we're in the point of view of the Terminator, I used to always laugh when he gets to the crotch area. You just go, ah, the (laughs) pee-pee. I used to laugh so hard because he's like, beep, 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 and he gets to the crotch, and I was like, beep, 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 beep. I used to laugh more after when the Simpsons did it. Possible homosexual when they reference that. I yeah, that Simpsons was... has so many good uh, Terminator references. They're so good, They're too good. And then uh, the kicker too is when you find out you think that's done when he gets the keys, and he goes outside, and the bar owner gets that shotgun. Uh huh. He's like, "What does he say?" He's like, "Can't let you leave and take the man's wheel, son." And what does he do? And then he gets off the bike, and then he takes the shotgun, and he goes inside the bar owner's pocket. He takes out the shades and the sunglasses at nighttime, puts them on, drives away on the bike. Super badass. We're and also forgetting. We're that's also super forgetting. badass is all you said. Like, that's what you see. Like, he did that. James Cameron did all that with limited dialogue for Arnold. Limited you know? dialogue, mm-hmm. but we got to include the song that was playing. It did a bad, bad thing. Bad to the bone. And I that, that was my first introduction oh, to that bad song. To the bone. It was oh, bad to the oh, bone. I was thinking Stanley Kubrick, huh? I'm an idiot. Is that the same song? What song are you thinking of, Stanley Kubrick? I, I thought I did the same song. I just... Why no. Did, no, this no. Is, I, don't, I don't know. I just th- did this a was, bad, this bad, bad to the bone. No, that's, no, that's, that's Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, the yeah. Fuck, I fucked the songs up. My bad, guys. Bad to the bone. He's playing that. You get that one shot, extreme close-up of the boot. Boom. On the concrete. So he's already changed after he threatens the guy. I need your clothes, your boots. The guy says no. He attacks them. We get to that shot. And it's like, oh, this Terminator's here. Yeah, badass. right. He's a you badass. You pan up. You pull up to him. You see him profiling everything, and he's going to the motorcycle. And then that's where we go. Where we were talking about that. I remember that as a kid, like, oh my god, this is this is dope. <laughs> and then I just see my dad, like, yeah, this is good. You know, just like this is a good movie. Wow, this is a family movie. I like it. I approve. The kids happy. I'm happy. <laughs> okay, well, let's go to like to the. What what is the action piece for you that really sets this movie off? Other than that beginning, like for obviously the enter, yeah, under the beginning, just straight up a- action. But each action piece is just it tops the other one. That's how I feel. Like the the first one you have right there in the bar, and then you have the next one, which is gonna be the mall slash freeway scene. My God, one of the most beautiful action sequences 
ever filmed. You want to give them a background of what's happening? So you still don't know which one is the good Terminator, bad Terminator, but they have located John Connor, and he is playing at an arcade with his friend. And then they get into like a hallway, and then one Terminator's on one side, and the other one is on the other side, and then they both pull out their guns. But the way Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator does it, it's like iconic. Yeah, super. I, I always I remember this. I love it. Scene. Yeah, I, it's imprint, imprinted in my mind. It's just beautiful cinematography. It's just I don't know how to explain it, but it's an energy feeling that when you're watching it, you know you. I don't know. Cameron does it. He's carrying a box of roses. A big long stem box. Got to explain it to them, bro. And it's but it's disguised because he has a shotgun hidden in there. So he pulls out the shotgun. He takes the box out, the shotgun comes out, and then he steps on the roses. And I slow mo. It's a super sick slow mo shot, and it's always stuck in my brain. No, it's about the sound in that too. When he steps on the rose. It's the wrong franchise. Get out of here, right? Hey, I really like that song though. You know, after the film, you know, a couple years later, that song was such a good hit. You know, I think it came out in the Batman soundtrack. Yes. Yeah, it did. Uh didn't you pick that song for that movie you were in? No, that was Batman uh, Forever. I was in Batman and Robin. Are you sure? Trust me. Trust me, I'm a cop, you idiot. Cookies? <laughs> let's just list, let's just list our favorite quotes from Arnold right now. All right, we got five minutes. We're going to list Side all quest. our quotes. Cookies? Who told you you could eat my cookies? What about the Turbo Man, though? <laughs> I'm not a pervert. I just want the Turbo Man, the turbo. though. Uh, all right, main quest. Okay, so we're back in the in the hallways of the mall. And like Mowgli said, this is an iconic scene of anybody who loves action movies. James Cameron does this. He gives you that, what do they call it, visual porn, I guess. But back then, I didn't know what it was. But every time I saw this scene when I was little, I had to do the little slow-mo. Because this movie's all in this section of it, when he pulls out his gun, slow-mo. Slow-mo walk, slow-mo break the roses. And And then he shoots the T-1000, and you think he's dead, and then the liquid forms back. So it's like, no, 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 he's back to life. And that blew my mind. I was like, what? How is that possible? He's supposed to be dead. (laughs) What's going on? I don't know what's going on. In that same sequence, right after when uh, the T-1000 gets shot, he the T-1000 aims and shoots at John. But the Terminator comes covers John back to the T-1000, just takes like a whole clip of bullets. That's what really was like, what the hell is going on here? And he was just still standing, just taking all those bullets with his shotgun in the air. I was like, yeah, this is a movie. Even then, as a child, I was like, this is a movie. Moving a little bit past that, because they have that first scuffle, John Connor escapes, and he has a little dirt bike. So he's, he's riding away on his dirt bike, and the T-1000 is trying to chase him on foot but then he commandeers like a uh, uh like an 18 wheeler right a big rig yeah a tow like car yeah. yeah a huge one though a huge one but anyways this scene it's so subtle but i always remember it in my brain so the guy who the t1000 or the guy who's driving the the, the truck the regular truck driver yeah the, before the truck before driver. robert patrick yeah. yeah he says shit but the way he says it it's shit I don't remember that. It's, it's like C-H-E-T. It's like, Chet. And I always say it like that. I mean, my sister would always say, Chet. <laughs> and then and then the T-1000 just pushes him out. He no, like I love the way he drops him out. He's like, literally, the car's in motion. And you just see his body just roll down. That was a sick scene, dude. That was a sick scene. This whole movie is sick. Like, that's what I really love about James Cameron. And, like, I don't know why people hate him sometimes. You know, like, real filmmakers hate him. They shouldn't. He sets the bar, dude. He sets the bar for everything. He is definitely everything 
he's been a part of. There's an imprint. There's a specific style when it comes to Titanic, Aliens, The Abyss, Terminator, Avatar, anything he does, it's a Cameron style. It's yeah. grand. It's very detailed. Sometimes it takes forever for the film to be released. Years, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> We're talking about Avatar right now. Introducing Avatar. He is a futurist. There's a book that I have at home. It's called The Futurist, and it's about James Cameron. It's kind of like an autobiography. Oh, okay. Or cool. not, not an auto, but a bio. Autobiography about on him. So. Okay, so then after that, we have the next crazy action piece, and it just keeps leveling up from there. And this is this piece where Sarah Connor is still in the mental institution, and the Terminator is going to break her out. The crazy thing about this is this Terminator, the T-1000, he can, like, change and morph into people he touches. Sarah's trying to escape, and then the Terminator's there, and then she doesn't know that Arnold is the bad one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sarah still believed because, remember, guys, in the first movie, Arnold was the bad guy. So Sarah's been in this mental institution for 11 years, and she's only been thinking about the Terminator who happens to be Arnie. It's reminiscent of the one we talked about earlier, the hallway scene in the mall, because instead of John this time, it's Sarah who's in the middle of the T-1000, Robert Patrick, the, who the audience knows is the real enemy, and you have Arnold, the T-800, you know, and we, even though I'm saying this as a repeated viewer, we know who are the the evil and the good one, but Cameron and the writing and just the direction of it makes it so tense. Don't forget, too, it's also a slow-mo scene. Yeah. It, oh, yeah, because he, uh, the Terminator, Arnie goes around the corner. When, when, he, when he exits the elevator, it's all in super slow-mo, and then Sarah Connor is, is, is falling down. No! So that was sick. And then, oh, okay, so that that's how the whole... That second standoff starts. So he goes, Come with me if you want to live. And then the T-1000 comes through, and, like, they're supposed to be, like, a, a metal... It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a metal... Just think of a prison prison bar. He just slides through it, and that blew my mind. I was like, no way. Yeah. Even to this day, it's still insane how they came up with that Those back effects. Day. Those yeah. effects are solid, dude. Also, this is... Uh, this goes... Very, very underrated, but this also showed me that Terminator has very good moral values. Let me explain what I'm talking about here. All of the mental asylum patients are attacking him, and Terminator is beating the shit out of them. But when the female security officer smashes her cast on his face, he doesn't do anything. So see that? The Terminator was programmed not to hit women. He just shoved them, okay? I would never hit a woman, no! But I'll shake the shit out of woman. He gives her a good face shove. That's, That's all he does. <laughs> she flies, bro. She just flies. like. So I loved it. <laughs> hey, I can't control my force, but I will not hit a woman. That's great, Arnold. I love that. And then, okay, so then going back to that thing. So he slides through the metal fence. He's trying to get them. And then he has the T-1000, like, when they're in the elevator, he uses his, like, blades to pry open the... Uh, What's the that? Elevator the elevator doors, doors yeah. right? The elevator shaft. Crazy shotgun to the face. And then, like, the body, some, like, it just explodes into that, like... No, that's later on. Oh, the the, the pretzel man is later on. This one's the inside body This one. is just the face. This is just is his this face a... just blown up, and then it just morphs back together. Nah, nah. Yes, it is. Nah, nah, yes, it is. Nah, nah. Trust me. Because he already has his arms that are going to be liquid. Yeah, I remember when he opens it because he makes and that then, weird, and cool, then Arnold, like, Arnold just has the shotgun, and his face is just... It's literally, like, split in half. I think we can talk about this now, then. Side quest. I was super fortunate enough to have a teacher that won an Academy Award for special effects. His name was Gene Warren II, 
and it was an incredible class. And he won the, NAS- uh, 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 the Oscar for Terminator 2 for the special effects. He did more of the practical special no. effects. Yeah, he did, dude. He, 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 brought, he brought his Oscar in. It was super dope. He was a super cool dude. Him and his son would, would come in. He told us a little backstory, too, because of his other son, mm. the whole beginning scene of the uh, machines battling the humans that was all like miniatures Damn. and uh james cameron like he really liked this one thing that his son did when he was like shooting it uh because they were like controlling the uh via what is it called they're controlling the machines via like rc remote control and uh he couldn't recreate it though because like he was literally going to crash and break the machine then so he pulled back real quick but james cameron really liked how that looked and they were trying to recreate that forever but they couldn't that's crazy dude but he was a super cool dude we learned a lot about that, a lot of behind the scenes. James Cameron was freaking out uh, at, towards the end of like when it was going into the final stages before release. He was like freaking out about the whole steel mill scene. I remember. Why? Uh, what did he, say? he just didn't believe in the special effects. He's like, dude, that's not how it's gonna look. Calm down, calm down. And James Cameron oh, okay, was trying. Yeah. He was he trying to pull the like- plug a little bit. And like my teacher was like. He had to talk on the phone with the other guy, and then they were like, "Yo, dude, this guy is tripping out right now." And then it's mm. like, "I know, I know, just just calm down." Well, you gotta um, to our audience, you gotta understand. Well, I feel why he was tripping out because we're used to CGI today. We're used to blueprints, you know, that all these companies use when they want to make a monster. They already have blueprints of how the monster is, but here is really like. The beginning of modern CGI. This in the abyss. I think, and, is, and that's uh, him. Industrial Light Magic, right? Yeah, yeah ILM. ILM. You know, ILM killed it since the beginning with Star Wars. But this one especially, Cameron's eye, his technological eye, you know, you're saying he's freaking out, but look look at him freaking out. These CGI images, the one he's just talked about going through the fence, it's still, it still lands today. You know, it's a little off, a little dated, but not too much. It's like that old school, like when you watch like a 50s, 60s movie, and you know the special effects are not up to our date, but to that date, they it works. I don't know if it's because I'm like a super loyalist Terminator 2 loyalist, but I still feel like these these special effects hold up. I don't even know that they're old. No, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's how good they are. You know, that's how good this movie is. And I think that adds to the pacing of it. You know, like it keeps going. Like I could feel that there's some movies where the CGI jars you and it keeps you out. You know, it takes you out of it. You're like, oh, God, that's that's fake. But this story... I don't know, just the energy that Cameron shows for the movie. You just go with it. You're like, yeah, it all makes sense. Even watching it t- today. The themes of the movie, right, that you're talking about, about the man versus machine, the end of the world. Humanity, you know, what, what it is to be human. You know, how much you should rely on technology. You know, it just, I think this movie and those themes aged appropriately with how much we rely on technology and all that shit, too. That'd be dope. That's always my goal. That was always one of my goals. To redo Terminator? Yeah, I'm going to ignore whatever i'm just gonna after two yeah after two you directly go back to what happened they tried to do that with the most recent one dark fate salvation or was it dark Dark fate dark fate was the most newest one yeah for being a fucking terminator fan you don't know what the fuck the movies are in there it's because i i erased them from my memory they're that shitty well okay okay let's go on this this is a good side quest maybe okay for your own terminator you're saying delete everything after two two stays one and two that's it where are you going after? Where am I going yeah. as ranking them? Or no, where no. As, you, as uh, if you were to remake this, like you said, this is one of your dreams. You know you have little pieces of what you have, like what you want. Where are you going after too? Because I kind of have a story too that I would. I really like what um, Terminator Salvation did where they go back in time and you see Arnold before when he goes back in time and you meet him. Like that is a really cool thing that they explored it. I just feel like the execution 
and Christian Bale's little rant. What don't you fucking understand? <laughs> the rant was a little, it took over the film a bit, but I really like that, 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 that style of it. That's like my next favorite out of that, the franchise. I would, oh, I'll do the same thing like you, I'll delete it, but I would go from Dark Fate. Okay, you know, I don't want to spoil it for everybody, but there is a... They're not going to watch it, just spoil it. <laughs> don't watch it. There's a, okay, there's a scene where Sarah and John are in Mexico, Cabo. The beginning of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, CGI new, you know, they're young actors again. And then you see Arnold, our Terminator, walking to them. And you're like, oh, this is beautiful. This is the family reunited on a vacation right after Terminator 2. But no. This is another Terminator that's bad. So in the beginning of the newest Terminator, Terminator succeeds in his mission and he kills John Connor. So John Connor's dead. That's how the movie starts. And it was a super interesting hook. Yeah. Like, I remember when I was watching that, I was like, whoa, no way. Yeah, and then that's where I would start my movie, John Connor dead, and then we go from there. And it's going to be straight Sarah versus the T-800. Wow. And then it just ends the whole movie. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Let's go on to the most epic action sequence, the crescendo of the film, if you will. The steel mill sequence, right? Godlike. We got we got crazy action. We got crazy catchphrases. They're like iconic, right, in movie history. And like you get all of those top 100 movie quotes. What's going to be on there? Hasta la vista, baby. Hasta la vista, baby? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's. I don't know if this was a real question. Were you asking me a question? I'm asking you a question. I'm asking you a question. Yeah, I was just I was just trying to mess with you. Yeah, Asta La Vista Baby for sure. You got that crazy steel mill scene. I'm trying to think of some weird ones in there too. Oh yeah. Oh well, let's let's set up the steel mill scene for them. They have just destroyed Cyberdyne buildings. Cyberdyne is where all of the information for Skynet, that's the evil robot company, to launch. So what they're trying to do is prevent Judgment Day from happening before it actually happens. So they're gonna explode all of the uh, data, all of the whatever research and development. The actual technology too. Yeah, the the robot uh, chip and the robot hand from the first Terminator that Sarah Connor encountered when she was a young lass, and the T one thousand is chasing them. He's originally on a helicopter. They go to this crazy thing. He steals another big rig. James Cameron just loves stealing the big rig. James Cameron just loves doing everything big. Yeah, more cowbell. <laughs> Money real big, car real big. You know they filmed that in San Pedro? Yeah, right here at the oil refineries. Yeah, that's sick. Well, the thing, okay, let's talk about the filming, like how you said. I That's one of the reasons I love this scene. Because of the helicopter scene? Yeah. Tell them. Okay, so uh, the T-1000 has taken over a helicopter, and he's chasing the family. I'm calling them the family. You know, so everybody knows the family, John, Sarah, and the Terminator. And they're in like this rinky dink ass uh, truck, this like pickup truck, uh, rinky woody kind of thing. But they're, then the beautiful scene starts. So they go through on, they're on a freeway and going to the mill and they go under an overpass, an underpass. And Cameron does this crazy thing. He goes with the helicopter under the actual like hella, like pass, underpass and filmed. And he did it. He shot it himself because everyone was scared to do it. This was a super dangerous scene. He literally filmed a helicopter going underneath a bridge. Think of it. A pilot and a director. Like, you know the pilot had to be like, yo, what do you want me to do? That's crazy. <laughs> I want you to chase this car right behind it, and you better go under the freeway. <laughs> Otherwise, you're terminated. The practicality of it, you know, like, today they'll do that in CGI, but I think that's what the, you see the beauty. Like, it feels real because it is real. You feel that. 
that you are actually behind the truck, you know, that you are the T-1000. You're going to get ready and you're going to set up this great grand finale fight scene in the steel mill, you know? So they get to the steel mill. The truck that the T-1000 was driving after he gets off of the helicopter was a truck that's carrying liquid nitrogen. It crashes. The T-1000 is all frozen in the liquid nitrogen. That's when Terminator, the good Terminator, shoots him. He says his, his phrase. But then, like, the Terminator, the, the, the T-1000 comes back even more aggressive. And this is, like, his most lethal form he has ever been, right? Yeah, we've seen him on. He's actually the Terminator. Like, he's on a killing spree. Yeah. He's looking to kill the family. Yeah, I just remember that one scene where he gets Sarah Connor and he gets one of his fingers and, like, he jams it. Like, he impales her shoulder, and then he gets his other finger, and he's pointing it at her eye. Call to John now. I was like, fuck, no, don't kill her. And then T-1000, or the the T-800, I mean, he comes, and he just smashes him. Oh, when he, yeah. When he gets that, like, metal stick, whatever it is. Yeah, and it turns into a spear. Yeah. But, yeah, even the, the CGI there, too, like, you had to go balls out at that final scene. Let's talk about the final scene, then. So, after all that happens... The Terminator ends up getting his, like, grenade launcher, and he shoots the T-1000. He just engulfed the, the, the grenade, just stinks He in. shoots him in the yeah. stomach, yeah. right? And it stays in there, and you're just like, what? And then I remember this because, like, the T-1000, like, looks down and does this weird, like, oh, like, oh. I realize it. Yeah, like, I realize, like, oh, oh there's yeah. a bomb in me. It's just, and that's where I was talking about earlier that. That's what I remember. This is where his body is just. This is the pretzel man. That's yeah. what he was called. That was his nickname. Yeah, you just see arms, legs, uh, everybody he's copied is in there. No, not yet. Oh no, that's uh, that, that's when he the, falls in into the, the steel yeah. mill. So yeah, he just looks like this super mutated, like horrifying, disfigured. His arms are on one end. His other arm is like ten feet away from him. His head is hanging, like just all liquidy. He's like. <laughs> That's the noise he makes. That is that is the noise that and, he uh, makes. And then he falls into the steel mill, and then he's just like, like you can see all of the transformations he has been up to that point until he finally dies. Before that, though, you think Sarah's gonna kill him with the shotgun. She's like, bam, 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 and then there's only one more. And then he, the Terminator, the the T1000, he looks up, he he uh, he heals himself, he shakes his head, and then he wags his finger. No, 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 and you're just like. Fuck. Yeah, that's really where Robert Patrick just came through at this last scene. Like, he just beasted it. Like, you kind of thought, like, the T-1000 almost had all of them, right? You think he does. Because she's out of ammo. You think the Terminator is nowhere to be found. It's only John and Sarah, and he's about to kill them. But I come to save the day! Just like Turbo Man, I come to save the day. Who killed the Terminator? Me! The Ice Age. (laughs) Wow, that was so crazy. And, and um, I was just gonna, I was gonna move on to the next thing. But if you still want to talk about this, go ahead. Oh well, I, uh, well, we're we gonna talk about the iconic ending, 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 or is that what are we doing? Yeah, where he lowers himself into the steel yeah, mill. Yeah, that's what I, I remember. Wanted. I remember doing that as a kid. I would put my thumb up and I would just like pretend I was like Lower shrinking, down, lowering yeah. myself down. That was oh, so crazy. crazy. <laughs> Jinx, <laughs> Mugly Jinx. No, I I love that. Like that one thing that gets. That doesn't really get talked about, especially Terminator 2. And I think a lot of James Cameron movies is that heartfelt story. I think a lot of people, I think that's where a lot of people hate Nolan on is like they don't feel love. And I always hear that about people. Wait, like James wait, wait, wait. I only feel that. Action. In Inception, I felt that. But see, I feel that too. But I think other moviegoers or regular movie, casual moviegoers, they don't feel that way. And when I'm reading things online, I'm just like, how do you not see 
how beautiful this is, even though it's not what you expect from an action movie or from an action set piece. And especially this end scene of the family all together, they finally killed the T-1000. But the kicker is they still can't live happily ever after because Arnold reminds them that for this all to end, he has to die too. He, they have to get rid of all the future technology, and that means him. So this is where the big, you know, the big moment comes. Throughout the whole story, John has built his relationship with Arnie, the Terminator, the T-800. And you, through this whole story, through all the action, you feel it. You feel like they're bonding. You're seeing a connection that you don't even know. Sarah, the mom, is noticing this. And it comes to John. It's like, what? I have to, you have to die? Like, no. And that's where it hits you. It hit me as a kid. It still hits me. I saw, like, the re-release with all other single men, and we all, like, shed a tear. We all threw our thumbs in, you know? <laughs> Everyone it, was doing that. Yeah, everybody. So every, cool. It was one of my favorite re-releases to watch. If you ever, if Terminator 2 ever comes out, guys, again, if or if theater's really open again, go see it in the theater. It was, like, one of the best, like, audiences I've ever seen a movie with. That was one of my biggest regrets. Was, I wasn't able to I, catch it. It was constant just quote yelling, like, quote yelling. just And I was scared at the beginning to do it, but once it broke, every, you know every quote, like, Boom, and that was one of them. Like, I'm sorry, I cannot self terminate. And then everybody's like, Oh, you must lower me into the steel yeah. mill. Like, I order you, I order you. Not to. <laughs> and you're just like, Shit, he ordered you, fool. Don't do it. Don't, don't do it, John. And then, that's exactly how it is. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly the song. I'm telling you, I was crying as a kid, bro. I, like, oh, I wasn't crying, but I was just like, oh, this hurts. I need a father in my life. <laughs> Why are you crying, fool? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I had a dad. He was there my whole life. I'm just kidding. But I really wanted a Terminator dad. <laughs> Why do people cry to this? It's the story. It's the story. It's the relationship that you were able to see develop, dude. Well, it's a father-son relationship, you know, a surrogate father-son relationship. And who do, who would is think this that? a PSA for adopting? Is that what we're doing right now? Nah, not with the, not with the foster <laughs> the fostering images in here, right? Maybe in California, I could see. Yeah, this was in California, right? Those Adopt <laughs> the Terminator here, telling you that you don't have to be a biological father to be a good person. Adopt. I like it. I could see that. that so good. Hey, folks, how are you? Just remember, even though you're not related to me, I still love you. Good, like good right? Yeah, that was fucking good. Adopt. I'll be dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be dad. I'll yes, be dad. I like I that. Love it, huh? That's so good. Right? And he gives a thumbs oh up. Why God. isn't there a PSA like that? We yeah. should have. God damn it, yeah. Cameron. We should have gone back. We need to go back in time and do those PSAs. But no, everybody gets emotional reaction. Why? Because you're invested in the story. You're invested in the characters. You know, not you don't cry in every action movie, do you? That has a father and son. The fact that he was able to do that, James Cameron. Mm -hmm. When how fucking malicious he was, the Terminator, in the first movie, he was able to completely 180 his character. The same an character. Arc, the sa exactly. Yeah. And you feel for him in the second one. Yeah, it just goes to the, his level of expertise, his mastery. Mm -hmm. Wild. And what? The Terminator, portrayed by Arnold, is both on the AFC's greatest villains and heroes list. You know, top 10, I believe, or top 20 for sure. Well, yeah, but he that is, says for a lot, sure. You know, for sure. Like, that says a lot, like you said, you know? And... Do you wait? This what's is a up, personal up, question. Up, up, up. Do you like Terminator more as a villain or a hero? 
my childhood heart and obviously come on fool you want him to be the fucking the hero come on you wanted to be john connor bro like right when he jumped i wanted off, to be like, the terminator yeah. i wanted oh. to be the terminator i'm not even that's why i had the little power wheel atv because yeah. i wanted a motorcycle <laughs> i wanted a leather jacket when i was younger i used to every time we went to the store like yeah. the swap meet they used uh-huh. to have a little shotgun called the protector and each time i bought it i thought it was a terminator no. my parents would never let me though my, my grandma and my other relatives who would come from up north in Sacramento, they would buy it for me. No. I would do that. Where would you hide the shoddy at? They would find it. That's why I keep, <laughs> that's why I kept getting them. The protector, no, I remember. Well, I damn. Remember. I guess that's why we're doing a show because you wanted to be the Terminator. I wanted to be John. I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to be on that fucking Let motorcycle. Be your father. <laughs> I can <laughs> adopt you. <laughs> Moses, clean your room. No, you can't. You're not even my real dad. That doesn't matter. I cared for you. I command you to be quiet. I command you. I should have never used that program. (laughs) God damn it. But yeah, like I just, this whole movie, everything, action, the the story just, and that's why I just feel so disappointed with the franchise after. This goes low key underrated too. James Cameron didn't need nudity for this. Right. We did have a little, we didn't need any, we only had one instance of like sexuality and that was it. That was in the first one. No, 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 no. In this one? Yeah. Explain. The um, Sarah Connor in Pescadero, the mental institution, when the guard like licks oh, her. Oh, when he like assaults her. Yeah, yeah, yeah sexually assaults her. Sexu- yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I can see that. But I just meant like a passionate. Oh, no, we don't need that shit. Nudity. No. It's like, no, James Cameron proved that a formula works where you don't have to uh, exploit the women in that manner. Well, it passed the Bechtel test. The I don't know what that the is. The Bechtel test is like in film where you have a female character, but she's like her own main real character like her life is not affected by the males in the story so she's not like somebody's boyfriend um girlfriend you know she's her own main character like any male character that would be her that's the oh, yeah. Test. that's so, sick yeah that's sick it reminds me of ripley from alien as well well it's fucking who is it who yeah. picked that who's who's aliens is the best one uh oh well, that's james cameron as well right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. What ripley saying. scott he lo- uh is the first yeah, yeah. But that is, James Cameron loves strong women. He was doing it before it was cool. It's true. He literally, he set the trend. I think he molded it because Sarah Connor in the first movie was your regular weakling girl and it wasn't until the end showing hints that she would be this Sarah Connor. He did it again in Avatar with Zoe Saldana's character. Kate Winslet, again, you know, she survives the end of the movie. James Cameron, he loves his women. He loves his Amazonian women. He, He treats his women right in his films. Good for him. Good for him. Wow, you should, yeah. right? Like, yeah. fuck. Have some respect, bro. It's 2020. Right? No, it's uh, 2029. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Let's talk about the budget from one to two. Terminator 1 was on a micro, micro budget. And the fact that he was able to turn that movie into this massive blockbuster, so much money invested in, its special effects are still regarded as one of the top to date. They still don't look old. They still don't look outdated. It's incredible. It's incredible, that type of... And that's why that book is called The Futurist that I was telling you about. He can see these things. Look at the development he's doing with Avatar. Look at what he did with The Abyss. Look what he did with the second Aliens. He makes them bigger. He makes them bolder. That's a Cameron style. True Lies. All these freaking movies. Speaking of that, that was like my first movie. That was a good take yeah, there. thank you. Speaking of that, True Lies was one of the first movies I ever got a boner watching. Because Jamie Lee Curtis' oh, striptease. I, yeah. I was like, whoa, what's going on down there? Boner alert. Damn, how old are you? I told you, man. I am fucked up. I was seven, I think. Hey, you had boners at seven? I had them earlier. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh Don't listen goodness. to this, mom and dad. <laughs> no, they're probably the only ones listening right like, now. like, we knew, we knew, we knew all along. 
we knew when we heard it in your room what's happening in there. So yeah, this film uh, stands out in a special way for me. Um, the storytelling, the story, the special effects, the action, it all holds up. Yeah, so top dog. Like, there's no points in that movie where I stop. It's one of those movies when you put it on TV, I even watch the commercials if I don't have shit to do. Oh, for sure. For and, sure. and that's the standard. Like, how do you do that as a filmmaker? Like, that's, that's like one of the standards I want to hit. Like, how do I make somebody watch my movie on network TV when there's like 12 minutes of commercials in between? And he did it. I think he still does it. I loved Avatar. I know people hate on that and they don't want to see the next four. But James Cameron is on the Mount Rushmore of action films. No, just great directors. He's a futurist, as as reference to the book. I think that's going to conclude it, guys. Today was a special episode of Movies We Were Way Too Young to See. We got another special dude who's going to shout us out and give us a little bit of props. Arnold, take it away. Thank you, Malvin. Thank you, Mowgli. Wow, what a great pleasure it was for you guys to discuss the film. I had so much fun making. Me and Jim and Linda and John and, and Robert, we, we loved it. It was incredible. You know, I, I think back to that time and, you know, we knew it was going to be big, but to be this big, it was incredible. But, uh, yeah, thank you for listening to movies we were way too young to see. Uh, if you like what you heard, please subscribe to Malvin Mowgli on the podcast and give him five-star ratings, please, because you want them to be successful and they want to make their own movies. Isn't that right, Mal? Arnold, you are correct. Of course. And I want to be in a movie with you. I would oh, love that. Oh, I would love me. that. How about no, Patrick? You. No, you. No, we don't want Patrick. I give you Patrick, yes? Uh, I'll take Christopher. He Christopher? seems like more fun. How about my illegitimate child? I'll take him too. Little Hercules? Little Hercules. I love it. Please. So if you like Malvin Mowgli, please follow them on Instagram and Twitter. Malv underscore N underscore Mowgli. That's both for Instagram and Twitter. Questions or concerns, uh, you just want to speak to them, please email them, malvinmogli at gmail.com. And guess what? I'll be back. Hey there, have you heard about my robot friend? He's metal and small and doesn't judge me at all. He's a cyber wire bundle of joy. My robot.